So, is Warren Buffett buying Meta? Well, I think there's a high probability that some big names may be swooping in on this turnaround play. I think Meta, as a core business, is incredibly strong. And within this video, I want to highlight some of the points that I've made recently within my deep dive, which is going to be released later this month. You can subscribe to the deep dive newsletter. One email a month, no spam, only high value research. Thousands and thousands of words went into this report. And I think Meta is a potential investment that has the ability to provide a meaningful upside. This is why I believe Warren Buffett could be buying Meta. So just to kind of think about my thesis as an overview, I would characterize the core business as being what I would call steady. I wouldn't personally say that there's huge exponentiality ahead when it comes to the core business for Meta, but I would say that this core business is steady and has the potential to provide some meaningful growth within the near future. One thing about social media platforms is that Meta is so ingrained within the everyday lives. The network effect creation of social media platforms are so dense, leading to anyone who is not part of the Meta ecosystem in some way being perceived as some sort of outsider, a perceived level of disconnectedness. This is incredibly powerful. We should not trivialize the value of this from a business point of view. For example, when you just look at the family, monthly active people in billions, Meta proves to show increasingly steady figures with over 3.7 billion logins and using of the family products from Facebook. The family active monthly users is defined as the following, a registered and logged in user of one or more Facebook's family products who visited at least one of these products through a mobile device application or web browser in the past 30 days. These products provided by Meta, provided by Meta are increasingly ingrained within everyday life and thus the notion that is commonly pushed forward by mainstream media in which is that Meta is failing or people aren't using Facebook. This is such a fallacy and could not be more divorced from the truth. In fact, just in the past few quarters, Mark Zuckerberg has reiterated countless times the point that I just made. The fact that, in a quote, he stated on Facebook specifically, the number of people using the service each day is higher and higher, and it's the highest it's ever been. Nearly 2 billion people. And engagement trends are strong, said Mark Zuckerberg. This is exactly the point. Often mainstream media likes to push low-resolution arguments in which reduce all complexity down to a minimum, and therefore these arguments are easily adaptable and are often easily regurgitated. In reality, true nuance is where value is found, and this is the necessary point that I want to highlight. Throughout Meta's story, there is a range of low-resolution arguments which have kind of been perpetrated deeply ingrained within the subconscious minds of investors, it seems. And in reality, when you do dive into the complexities and the nuance, you realize that these arguments are actually total fallacies. For example, another narrative in which has been deeply ingrained within the subconscious mind of investors thanks to the absurd mainstream media is the fact that the metaverse is some sort of turnaround play. Some play in which is a last minute kind of attempt to save meta because of their failing products. This is not true and the investments within the metaverse highlight a more realistic picture of what is actually occurring. For example, when you look at the distinction between investments within the metaverse and family of apps, you see a very, very interesting thing. For example, the family of app expenses were 18.1 billion, representing 82% of overall expenses. Real Reality Lab expenses were 4 billion, or 22% of family of app expenses. As a passive consumer of the media, you may assume at a first in intuition, based on these absurd narratives and headlines around the metaverse, that Meta is literally investing 100% into the metaverse. This is not true, and the metaverse is still, and will continue to remain, as a small percentage of overall expenses for the company. In reality, the focus is still on the family of apps, in which I believe has the potential to still provide meaningful upside for investors. For example, one major headwind 
Tailwind, I should say, in which Meta is facing, is the Apple iOS changes. And perhaps this isn't actually as bad as we think. Long story short, Meta is basically overcoming a few different headwinds. One of these headwinds is the Apple iOS changes, in which users are now forced to opt in or opt out when using a Meta platform, a Meta product, in regards to sharing of data. Zuckerberg has reiterated countless times that this signal loss, as he calls it, does pose a risk for the financials and the fundamentals of the company. Recently, just in Q3 of 2022, Mark Zuckerberg clearly stated that you see the dynamics like what Apple has done with ATT, and continues to do in some ways with the policy that they announced yesterday, which are obviously big risks, and we see it as an issue. Fundamentally, the Apple iOS changes on top of a stringent and really complex regulatory environment surrounding data is resulting in signal loss when it comes to the accessibility of clear, insightful data of users. For example, when you look at the average revenue per user and the family average revenue per person, the figures follow a very similar trend. What is seen is via the introduction of the iOS changes, this has resulted within signal loss and therefore it's clearly impacted the monetizability of set users. However, whilst these changes at first glance may seem fairly concerning, I actually think there's a more optimistic twist on this that no one is speaking about. Just firstly though, the ways in which Meta is overcoming these issues is via AI and machine learning products and capabilities, and secondly, and perhaps most importantly, growing first-party interactions with users, therefore enabling and bridging the gap when it comes to the signal loss associated with iOS changes. Therefore, just to explain very, very fluently, to make it very, very clear, Meta, in order to future-proof their platform, and therefore reduce the externalities associated with impact upon the platform, Meta is creating a funnel in which can easily be used to understand and grow the first-party understanding of people's interests via easier engagement with businesses within the applications. Management actually reiterated just in the past few quarters that we are still very, very, very early on within this inception and within this change of what I would call bulletproofing, future-proofing the platforms. What actually gives me optimism is the fact that this isn't the first time Meta has come across an issue such as this. Whilst it's of a slightly different nature. Just remember about five to seven years ago, when Meta was increasingly under pressure regarding the privacy of data and the ability to monetize data whilst protecting user privacy. This was a huge issue that I believe is analogous and actually provides a kind of similar example in relation to the ability for Meta to overcome the current challenge that they have. If you cast your mind back, as we will discover, Meta led the industry when it came to overcoming these challenges and despite increased real scrutiny from regulators and society in general, Meta still managed to overcome this major issue associated with monetizability of the data in consideration of the privacy changes in which were becoming ever more apparent in relation to their products. And in relation to the future proofing of the Meta platform, on top of the rolling out of new products in which can bridge the signal loss associated with data, Meta is also investing considerably into AI and machine learning products that can solve the signal loss created by the iOS change. When one combines this with the fact that as an industry, there seems to be cross-collaboration in order to solve these issues, this presents Apple iOS tailwinds within a more optimistic light, I would personally argue. I think as investors, as business people, life is a matter of probabilities. And when you think probabilistically about these issues, these headwinds, let's just remind ourselves as a brief summary of what the probabilities are, what the factors that we need to be concerned about. So fundamentally, you have Meta, in which is creating a funnel of engagement in-house. You have the AI machine learning solutions to solve the bridging gaps. You have the cross-industry collaborations. You have the past track record of success with overcoming systemic issues. 
and the incredibly low, I would argue, chances of Apple rolling out harsher policies. From a probabilistic standpoint, this would lead one to conclude the Meta is likely to overcome these issues. Whilst a complete restoration of the signal associated with data and the user may never be fully restored, there is a high probability, a high chance, I would argue, that a substantial amount of this signal loss is restored, that there is a substantial bridging back to prior years. To add, I would argue that the harshest policy is most definitely behind us when it comes to the Apple iOS changes. And therefore, this paints the whole picture in a much more optimistic light, I would personally state. This also gives Meta the chance, the perfect opportunity to future-proof their platform, which seems to be the case, according to Zuckerberg. Let's talk about the macroeconomic challenges for the core business. Within times of macroeconomic hardships, it's obvious that advertising is a discretionary spend, and that is often the first impact, the first thing that is pulled back by organizations, by companies. According to management, they mentioned within the earnings call that there is weak advertising demand, which we believe continues to be impacted by the uncertain and volatile macroeconomic landscape. If anything, I think that when you combine this with the Apple iOS changes, this shows the utter resiliency of the meta platform. And whilst things, and there are still some outstanding debates fundamentally, when you combine the macroeconomic challenges and the iOS changes, I think it just shows the utter resiliency and the deepness ingrained within the meta products. There is some really optimistic news I would state on the content creation front, specifically short form content, and this is via the introduction of Reels, which is literally exponential in growth. According to Zuckerberg, he stated that our AI discovery engine is playing an increasingly important role across our products, especially as advances enable us to recommend more interesting content from across our networks and feeds that used to be primarily driven just by people and accounts you follow. There are now 140 billion Reels played across Facebook and Instagram each day, this is a 50% increase from six months ago. True exponentiality seen here. But I think this is where the story gets better. When it comes to reels, they have not found a way yet across industries, across companies, specifically within the case of Meta, to monetize these reels successfully. Therefore, what you have is huge exponential growth. But when you compare this to the likes of stories, reels is not yet monetized successfully. It's not yet monetized to the rate in which other products and services are monetized. Thus, this means for Reels that there is a displacement from higher monetization avenues towards Reels, in which is obviously a lower monetization avenue for the, for the time being. But this is a high priority area in order for Meta to bridge, and which is reiterated by management. And there's full confidence, I believe, with the management's ability to do so, especially when you think about the overall growth of short-form content and the impact it's having upon society. Short-form content is the future, whether you like it or not. When you combine this also with the TikTok potential bannings, in which I believe is almost inevitable, as TikTok is a CCP toy, as well as just regardless of a banning, the overall scrutiny. I know for myself, I'd never really used TikTok much, but the people around me are definitely using TikTok less in consideration of the narratives by the media, in which seem to point towards TikTok as being basically a CCP data collection product, in which is obviously very concerning. When you combine these factors as well as the AI machine learning products and capabilities, when it comes to short form content improving for Meta, then there's a disincentivization to use TikTok. Instead, and if there is a banning, then Meta is well positioned to basically benefit from this trend. Also, in my writing, I go into detail about the world class AI facilities. Meta have literally the best AI computer in the world. They've been working on this for many, many years, and this just ties into my narrative. You can read the whole thing on Dantons.com. Sign up for the newsletter for one newsletter research email per month. No spam, no other emails, just one email per month. That's all. And most excitingly, another useful opportunity is apparent for Meta, and this is commerce. Through Meta, they have provided an end-to-end -end shopping experience 
in which results within the ability for companies to use Meta's messaging platforms in order to directly contact customers and thus sell within the chat. This platform is solely starting to ramp up within India and is yet to experience mass adoption. So I would argue that Meta is basically creating a flywheel for commerce in which the marginal cost associated for a sale is close to zero while simultaneously reducing the friction associated with the purchase. Meta is creating a seamless experience for shopping via removing subtle yet noticeable areas of what I would call mudder in which previously would dissuade a purchase of the product. I would say that these moves, these initiatives by Meta are analogous to that of what we've seen in China over the past few years, what is called WeChat. WeChat is basically the X platform for social media, the all-in-one social media platform, which includes things like the ability to go shopping, messaging, posts, social platforms, buying airport tickets, so on and so forth. It is basically the all-in-one product intertwining social media and commerce in conjunction. I, f I think that it's very clear that Meta is intertwining some of the lessons as learned within China from WeChat into the Meta products. And Meta is basically becoming an all-in-one facility for commerce, communications, shopping, everything. Society has deeply ingrained Meta within the everyday lives of the users. It's amazing. So fundamentally, and we're going to get to the metaverse in another video, but fundamentally what you see from Meta is increasingly strong and resilient product. And whilst there are some issues, I would argue that these outstanding debates are slightly less concerning as one may previously deem via just consumption of the media. There are also, I would argue, high probabilities that these areas are going to be solved and also other initiatives in which are becoming ever more important for the monetizability of Meta and therefore the future growth and the future proofing of the platform. Will Warren Buffett purchase Meta I think there's going to be some big institutional buying very soon. Let's see.